It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group with an office in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and Newark, Delaware, but also serving clients all across the country. We have digital technology now these days, of course, so you can uh, meet over Skype or however digitally you want to uh, ask your questions about your financial plan. A lot of people, Matt, I'm sure, just email you or uh, or pick up the phone and call the old-fashioned way. Do you, do you text with anybody ever about their financial plan? Is that kind of filtered its way down yet? Probably we'll just text with regards to, hey, are you coming to the appointment or I'll be there at this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not taking trade confirmations over text. In fact, no, I think no, that's no, illegal. No, no. We're definitely not doing that. So <laughs> It's funny you say that, though. We just sent a survey out to clients and we asked them about, you know, these are the different social events that we're considering for 2018 and a couple other things. And are you active on, on different social media platforms? And would you like to receive text from us? Interestingly enough, we've gotten about half of them back that said, yes, here's my phone number. I would prefer a text. Hmm. How about that? So, yeah, it's it's pervasive these days. Even yep. even my folks who are, you know, very just anti-technology everything, it seems at times, you know, they text now. My dad's got a tablet, you know, it's like he's yep. he's joined the crew. So, yeah, I think everybody's uh, on board with it these days to some extent. That's the difference is it's just different levels of acceptance into the world of technology these days. But hey, let me tell you a funny story. I just thought about this and I, I think this will kind of describe how fast technology is moving. So about seven, six, seven years ago, my oldest, it was his first time that he got a smartphone. He didn't get an iPhone. He got a smartphone and he was all excited with that. And then my youngest, who is almost uh, three and a half, four years younger than him is I got him and her an iPod. And if you remember the iPod, you couldn't, basically you could, you could get apps, you could listen to music, but obviously there was no calling features or anything like that. And you know how we have the sibling rivalry. Well, literally within 90 days, my youngest had found an app that would allow her to text across all media platforms, meaning iPhones, droids, Windows phones, the whole nine yards. So she could communicate that way. Wow. And then within the next three months, she was making free phone calls. Needless to say, that did not go over very well with my oldest because he had to wait until he was about a sophomore in high school that he was actually able to get a smartphone. And here she is, not even in middle school yet, and she's got this iPod device. And it's just as well. I mean, if she was in Wi-Fi, that's the key. She had to be in Wi-Fi, is that she could, it was basically an iPhone to her. And so that's how fast things are. They, they just move so quick. And he was like, I don't understand it. I just had a flip phone before. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? I can't even buy a flip phone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Yeah, we had, uh, I, I was flip phone through uh, the uh, impetus this was was a car. Once I had a car, then I was allowed to have a, a phone, and it was a flip phone all the way through college, and then I bought my own uh, my own first smartphone. So I had the iPod that didn't have all that connectivity. It just played music, so it didn't even connect to the okay. internet or have apps on it or anything like that. So 
I was late to the smartphone party as well, I guess. But it's just funny to see how that stuff comes to fruition. So uh, thanks. Here's for- the beauty. I just yeah. thought of this. Do you know that her her iPod is what we still use in the office today? Really? For our background music. Wow. Yep. That's a that's some impressive longevity. Yeah. That's and good. we haven't even updated the OS or anything. And it we just simply connect it to iHeartRadio. It just connect to a couple along. stations and some speakers and off wow. we go. Well, speaking of longevity, how about this for a segue? That is pretty much the subject of our podcast today, talking about longevity. This edition of the podcast we call Storytime. And, okay, we're just having a little bit of fun with the title of the podcast. Wow, you're old now. No, we're, we're just messing around here. Actually, what I want to hear from you, Matt, is a story about a client, somebody who has lived to an advanced age now. So it's, you know, it's not somebody who, you know, just retired last year, somebody who's done, who's been through the the ups and downs of maybe their retirement years, who's been through, you know, that phase of life in a good chunk so far. And they're still in good shape financially, thanks to the help that you gave them designing a plan. What kind of difference did you make in that person's life, not only in the immediacy of putting the plan together, but now that we can reflect on it over the last couple of years? Tell us about somebody who's maybe in that situation. Well, Walter, what I'd like to do is I'm going to give you two stories okay. today. Okay. And I'm going to do the first one. I'm going to you know, hopefully be able to walk through and illustrate what we were able to do for someone that is at that advanced age. And then someone else that is about four years out of retirement and a conversation that I had with them just a couple months ago that really reflected back to me on how important planning is. But the first one, they've been a client of mine for uh, almost uh, nine years now. And And I have to say this, when I first met with them, I was doing an outreach program for veterans and they came to it. And so kind of gives you an idea on their age. They were, uh, or he was, World War II veteran. And I sat down and I was going over, we offered some complimentary services to them. And just in talking and stuff like that, they basically shared what they had already done. And quite frankly, they had an attorney who was also had a planning firm that had did a very good job for them and had put things in place for them that would really protect the income and they had a good estate plan. But one thing that had happened just through, you know, life is they hadn't been in contact with this particular person for three or four years for various reasons. And so I stepped in at that particular time and due to some changing in laws and some different things that had happened with them, we made some changes. I was actually on the phone with the heirs We did uh, because they're in multiple locations throughout the states and we did uh, a Skype call and went through some advanced planning that we were able, uh, without getting into numbers, I'll just get into percentages, we were able to do some estate planning that basically mitigated about 35% of the tax that was going to then be passed on at the way the current laws were to the heirs. And we were able to go ahead and, and put that in place. To this day, they came to our last open house and our piggy bank uh, campaign and pie giveaway, and uh, we'll be getting together with them again. Some of our clients were able to meet them, but you know they're in their their mid 80s, and actually he's over 90 now, and they have no issues or worries about the financial plan that's in place. Um, I've been on the phone multiple times with uh, because her son 
actually does the taxes. So I've communicated with them. So it's an ongoing planning process that has allowed them. And I always, I'm serious, but I kind of say it in a joking manner. This couple, I mean, they are, they're so active still. I joke they could climb Mount Everest if they wanted to. And uh, they get to go out and enjoy that retirement and the different activities that they want to do without having the worries, not only of the financial situation that they have, but now the ongoing monies to the heirs and how that will be distributed because of the ongoing planning that we kind of took over and that we continue to do for them. So that's been uh, extremely rewarding. Every time I see her, she, they go down to Florida once a year. I always get articles that she cuts out of the paper and gives back to me. And, you know, the last one she gave me, she's like, you know, I remember you talking to me about this three years ago. <laughs> so it's, uh, they've been extremely good, but it, it's just the evidence of the continual planning and, and the flexible situations and recognizing when to flex and when not to flex as we've really been able to see with them the evidence that planning is a very, very strong part in, quite frankly, peace of mind. That's pretty cool. Love hearing stories like that. And uh, we talked in a previous podcast about hindsight being twenty twenty, right? And this is one of those situations where you can look in hindsight and see the successes of some of the moves and some of the uh, different decisions that you made over time. And that's always much more exciting to be able to do than look back in hindsight at maybe opportunities that you've missed. So nice to hear the success stories there. You wanted to tell us somebody who's a little bit closer to having just been out of retirement. So maybe they're at the front end of their own you know, future success story in their financial life. Uh, tell us a little about those folks. They've been clients of ours now for about six and a half, maybe seven years. And it was just really interesting. Dear couple, I mean, they're just great people that uh, we always like to be around. And they happened to be in the office just a, a couple months ago. And we started doing planning. They came to a workshop I did on Social Security under the old rules and, and the different planning that you should look at with them. And it was just the wife that actually came, ended up meeting with both of them. And uh, he was still working. She was working part time. And we started a plan in place right at that particular time. Then it was, I think, about nine or 10 months later, got a phone call and uh, he was forced into early retirement. So we went through the process of making sure. And luckily, the company that he worked for really, quite frankly, took care of him. And we were, I feel like we were, we helped along with the different questions that they needed to ask, especially with regards to healthcare. This was before they were under 65 at that time. This was before the full fledge of uh, what Obamacare looks like today. And so there were definitely some healthcare issues that we wanted to make sure were addressed. We got them through that. And then we have continued that plan to where now, quite frankly, they're about 80% through the plan. 80, 85%. There's just a couple other things that will happen over the course of the next 18 months. And then the plan will be fully engaged. So when I first met her, her comment to me was, Matt, I want to make sure, because I have longevity on my side, I want to make sure that I'm not in this situation because I ran out of money, I'm having to eat cat food. Cat food? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I've, know where cat food come from, but it was cat food. I, I guess because you can buy it in the cans, it's moist, right? I guess uh, that's really weird, though. I've heard other people use that cat food analogy before, and I'm like, where did that ever become? Like, why not hot dogs or 
know, yeah. like, maybe another because they like food. tuna. You know, maybe, they, yeah, they're confusing the tuna can for a cat food can. Oodle, I, I mean, I don't oodle, know. oodles uh, of noodles, ramen. You know, the old standby. <laughs> Why cat but that, food? But that was her comment. And long story short, two months ago. When we were talking, she made the comment as we were going through, okay, these are the different things that are going to happen over the course of the next six months. And this is where I want you to see this is what the income is going to look like. And then we have a couple other step ups. And her comment was, we just realized now that, you know, based on what our income need and the different things that we have put in place is that the income that we have now moving forward is double what we really need to live on. And so we're never going to run out of money. And even in the event there's a care event, meaning some type of a healthcare event, we've already taken care of that. So it doesn't deplete any of our other assets or we don't have to worry about income loss or an income spend down based on a care event. So I don't ever have to worry about eating cat food. And you know, for when you're sitting across the table and you hear that, you're that is the joy that comes from They've been very diligent in going through the ongoing planning and the ongoing administration of their plan. And now they it's not something that I have to say to them. It's something that they now recognize. And I mean, there's nothing more you can ask for, you know, to have a client that has now gone through the process, has educated themselves, has been diligent in, you know, I always call it having some skin in the game where they now understand conceptually what's been done, how it's worked, and they see the fruits of all of the planning process and the different moves that have been made, and they don't have to worry about eating cat food. Yeah, it's pretty nice to uh, – maybe that's your new slogan, right? Don't worry about eating cat food. Come meet with Matt Hausman. I don't know. Maybe that's got some stick to it. We'll have to – maybe we'll poll the audience and see if that would be a good time. Hashtag don't eat cat food. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, we kind of framed this story, and thank you for sharing those with us, Matt, before we wrap up on the podcast. The thing is, though, we almost make it a surprise, like, hey, these people are 10 years into retirement, and guess what? They're still doing well. That really shouldn't come as a surprise ever, because that's the kind of planning that you do. I mean, this is the whole reason, is so that we don't have to worry about it in the future, but it's still helpful to see it actually play out and, and get the illustrations of when it when it truly has happened. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, it just goes to the importance of recognizing the value of the ongoing planning that's needed. You know, many times in the position that I'm in is I get asked legal questions. And I always joke with this, and I say this many times in the workshops that I do. You know, everyone, there's how many jokes are there about attorneys? I mean, it, there's probably one for every star, right? Right, right. I mean, we've always got jokes about attorneys, but it's amazing that all of a sudden when someone needs an attorney, they want a doggone good one, Yeah. right? That's because we, we then recognize the value that that particular person is going to play for us. And it's no different in the financial planning world. So when someone asks me about a legal question, I always want to, over the course of the last year, I've probably had about nine clients that have engaged in real estate transactions. And in every single case, I say, my advice to you is to go find a real estate attorney. It'll be the best $1,000 you've ever spent. And in some cases, they, they will listen to that advice. In other cases, they haven't. In some cases, when they haven't, they've gotten themselves into trouble. And then they, then they can understand that $1,000 is wisely spent. And it's no different than having a great mechanic. 
I, I mean, I'm a mechanical zero. Many people have heard me say that. And so I have, I recognize the value of, I'll give you a, a longevity story. I'm still driving an 03 Tahoe that now has 233,000 miles on it and still runs like a champ. Oh, nice. Very cool. I mean, that's some longevity, right? I, I'm, I'm an 02 Tahoe with uh, exactly 201,000. So. <laughs> okay. But well, you still got plenty of time. I got the big V8 in it. Let me tell you, it yeah, runs like a champ. That thing's and, a beauty of a car. I'll tell you what. So it's it just goes to the the value that I hope people can recognize with with the planning process. I, I think about one of the questions that I sometimes will get is I've always thought of maybe I'm going to do the planning on my own or do I really need a planner because I think planners are, or financial advisors are just for the people that have lots and lots of money. And many times that's accurate that people with a good amount of money have the planners. But how many times do I come across people that in relative arenas, they don't have an enormous amount of money initially, but through the planning process, they develop and end up having a lot. So they recognize what that value is because I don't profess to be an expert at everything. I think we offer a very good value and service for the clients that we serve. And when I know I need to go to an outside source, so for instance, that real estate attorney or an estate attorney is it's always good to drive the client to recognize this is who you should be working with. And this is the value that they're going to provide you. It's just, it's so important. Yeah, I think that's huge. Sometimes you just act as the quarterback and put people in the position to succeed. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have the right answers. Sometimes, yeah, you're the one who makes the throw for the touchdown, but other times you hand it off to the running back and let him and the offensive line do the work to gain you yardage and accomplish the task or the goal. Same thing in financial planning. Sometimes you have the answer. Other times you know the people who do have the right answers and can provide that assistance and that help. So it's neat to see those illustrations, and thanks for sharing those stories with us today, Matt. If you want to reach out to Matt Hausman, talk about your particular financial plan, uh, maybe you're getting closer to retirement or already into it, but you're not sure that your plan's going to last as long as you do, well, you can always reach out to Matt at 610-719-3003. That is 610-719-3003. And always online at smartmoneyquestions.com. Again, that is smartmoneyquestions.com. That's the place on the web where you can listen to past episodes and uh, get to know Matt a little bit better through uh, blog posts and all sorts of other great material coming your way on the website there. Thanks so much for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. I'll tease you for next week. What we've got coming up is a really good conversation about explaining it away. Very often we hear people make excuses or explain away some of their questionable financial decisions. We'll talk about why those excuses don't usually hold water and what you can do to fix these problems if you've ever fallen you know, victim to these situations and where Matt has seen these things happen before. So we'll talk about explaining it away on next week's podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Smart Money Questions. Oh,